Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, everybody. This is TCRS, the Coach Road Show. Sorry about that. We had a little uh, connection problem there. But we are here. It is Seminole Softball Monday, and we'll get started right after this. Taking you inside the locker room, into the coaching offices, and onto the field. Lace up the cleats, grab the glove, pick up the bat, and get ready to play. Because it's time for Seminole Softball Monday on the Coach Rogue Show. And now, here are Jared Rogel and the head coach of FSU Softball, Lonnie Alameda. And welcome back, everybody. This is TCRS, the Coach Road Show. I'm the coach, Jared Rogel. And as always, TCRS is brought to you by Swivel Vision Training Goggles and Softball Spirit Magazine. Want to start out with this, Coach? I know you're on the phone now. Uh, quote of the week, I'm going to give it to Jim Calhoun, uh, former uh, UConn basketball coach. He said something very, very interesting the other day on Mike and Mike in the morning. He said, winners are taught to win, not just to play. What are your thoughts on that, and how do you translate that to softball? Um, well, uh, I think uh, winning mentality is a culture that you have within your program. So um, I, I think I would agree with that in the sense that you're you're taught to be that every day as an athlete, and especially in a, in a program that you're going to represent. So, I mean, you're literally winning the day. You're going to win your list. You're going to win your personal best. You're going to win your skill. You're going to win the mentality of being a Florida State Seminole. So uh, I, I think that's just championship culture, and that's something that every every coach tries to attain and, and to get every player on their team like that. So you build that culture, and it's going to radiate on the field when you play the game. So, Coach, overall this past week, a good week. Um, you know, the 12-0 win against FAU – the 2-0 win against Upstate, um, the the Notre Dame win 4-1, 7-3, and then, you know, unfortunately the 12-0 loss to end the series against Notre Dame. If you could sum it up in one word, what would your quote-unquote theme of the week be for the team this week? Uh, I mean, the grind. This is it right now. We're midseason. It's the grind. It's spring break. You know, we're seven hours on the bus down, seven hours on the bus back. Uh, you know, it's just a uh, – you know, the, the collegiate athlete nowadays has got a lot going on. And so you've got to not only learn how to play the game the right way, you got to learn the game of failure with the sport of baseball and softball. And then you got to manage and maintain your ability to be present every pitch for a 56-game season. And so it's, it's midseason. It's the grind of it. You know, that bat's wearing on you. And 
Um, I think you got to welcome that. You know, I, I guess that goes back to kind of the quote and, you know, the championship mentality is it's not always going to be smelling like roses. I mean, sometimes you're going to go in and you're going to be in the backside of a restaurant and it smells like trash and it's nasty and you got to get through it. <laughs> so, you know, we, we had a, we had some ups and downs and uh, I really like that. You want the downs, you, you want those, you know, just dog days and, you know, how are we going to get through it? Cause that builds the character for the team in the end of the season. So let's talk about the Notre Dame games coach. First of all, the 4-1 win, uh, Jessica Warren comes out very, very strong there. Uh, two for four in that game with a three-run blast walk-off to end it um, in the seventh. Talk about kind of that game and, you know, really what you saw from your team um, throughout that throughout that whole series. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm going to tell you, we've always talked about Jessica Warren, and uh, if you're following Florida State softball, you know, you, you've seen a lot of headlines of her, and um, she's an outstanding talent, and she's having a freshman year, you know, she she goes out, and uh, she is a feared hitter, and, and she's fun to watch play the game, but she has her freshman moments, and so, you know, I, I mean, we went from an outstanding day on Saturday to, you know, Sunday, some from freshman mistakes and some errors, and that's just, again, part of getting experience and, and gaining your consistency and what you're going to be as, as an athlete out in the ball field. Uh, but we, as a program, completely elated with uh, her ability to mature as much as she has um, from, you know, understanding her mistakes and learning from them and becoming a better player for her teammates. And it's just been a lot of fun. And as we speak right now, she's down in the cages working out on her own and, um, you know, getting after some swings in the cages. And uh, that's a that's a great sign for, for a rookie and to, to keep getting after it. So um, really, really cool. Completely excited about come from behind wins, tight ball games. Uh, Notre Dame, you know, we talked about how they're going to be a good scrappy ball club. They played a great schedule. They hit a little skid there with NC State, but I truly think NC State's a great program. And, um, you know, just not really pulling it out early in the season, but they definitely will towards the end. So Naslin threw well against us. Uh, she had a game plan for two days. She was a completely different pitcher both days. And, uh, you know, they swung the bats. They came out and they swung the bats on Sunday and took advantage of a few of our faults, which is what you got to do in this game, and, and left here uh, with a win on Sunday. But for us to come out with a win, on, with a series win, I'm very excited. Um, and I thought this spring break for us was just a huge growing point for us. And, uh, you know, I think any fan that has been around and following our program, you know, they, they've seen some some bright points and they've seen some low points, but they definitely see fight, consistency. Um, the team cares, love it. The team cares uh, about every aspect of their teammates in this game. So really, really excited about the, the upcoming games we have. So, Coach, that last game, that, that third game against Notre Dame and fully believe at this point now that this Notre Dame team is going to go the way that that Kerner goes. Kerner comes out in that last game after going one for five in the two previous games against you guys and goes three for four. Is lights mm-hmm. out in that game. Your thoughts on just how she was able to come out and really bat very, very well against your pitching in that final game. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I'm Again, I'm going to go back to Notre Dame in general. They, they've been struggling a little bit. And I know in our scouting and, and kind of looking over the last six games, I mean, Wester's been having a great year. She's a great athlete. She's been pretty consistent for him. And you get to Aaron Minnie and Kerner and even Witten and some of them, like, you know, they, they've been not having the success that they're capable of having. So it was just a matter of time 
when they would kind of swing themselves out of it. So you know, you, you, you got to hats off to her. One for five means nothing in the sense of when you're looking at outcome stuff. Her process when she goes into the box is completely getting her swings off. And so just because she hasn't had the outcome of the success of hits, you know, it was it was gonna it was a matter of time. She's a great hitter. They got a great program and um the way they swing the bats and so um yeah, yeah, fun to pitch against, fun to compete against and uh, you know, a, a worthy opponent, you know. It's just always fun to go out and play against those people and as a pitching coach to to, you know, have your staff go against those kind of hitters. It's just a, that's the chess match and that's a lot that's exciting. We're going to take a quick break here. We're going to come back on the other side, and we will talk about the upcoming ACC series against Virginia Tech. This is TCRS, the Coach Roadshow, brought to you by Swivel Vision Training Goggles and Softball Spirit Magazine. These are fantastic. My whole team, by the way, has a Jay Moore shirt. So they're very popular here in Pocatello. So you bet. Absolutely. Success breeds success. There's every program here is just punching that card to be top five, top ten. I think recruiting is getting tough because you're you're not only guessing on the athletic potential of somebody, but really you're guessing on the, the type of mindset that they're going to bring. I'd rather have one great pitcher and eight average players than eight great players and one average pitcher. This game's called fast pitch for a reason. It all starts in the circle. How is Yuhu not on every household shelf? You go drink a Yuhu today and you tell me you don't like it. If you drink a Yuhu and you don't like it, I will give you your money back. Now it's time for your host, Jared Rogel. And we're back here on TCRS, the Coach Road Show, on this Seminole Softball Monday uh, make sure you guys check out Swivel Vision Training Goggles at www.swivelvision.com and Softball Spirit Magazine at softballspirit.us. Now, Coach, we, we always talk about it. You never want to overlook any teams. But when you look at these first two games before you face Virginia Tech and Colgate and Troy, would you rather, coming off, as a coach, coming off of the last game that you had against Notre Dame, would you rather play a team like that now, or do you wish you had somebody that was more of an upper echelon team before you play Virginia Tech? Um, Yeah, I guess the Colgates and and Troy's fine. Troy's a very competitive swing-in-the-bat team, and Colgate's been rained out of a lot of games, and so they're coming in here, I think, uh, you know, kind of a two-weekend-in mentality of the program, and so um, I don't know. I don't, we have a very tough schedule. We've played a tough schedule this year. And, you know, it's more about um, gaining the experience of what Florida State softball is. So uh, I think that our hitters are down there working in the cages right now on some of the things that they needed to work from this weekend. So, yes, it was facing, you know, a Notre Dame pitching staff, but it's still inside pitches, up pitches, change-ups, rise balls, you know. So whatever is bringing that to you, you know, you're just trying to work to make yourself better, same as a pitching staff. So, um, I don't, you know, the opponent has no face. It's something we talk about a lot, you know, and it's more about what are we doing and, and how is our quality played appearances and, you know, our pitching in the circle management and our defense and playing for best pitch, how is that coming out every game? So uh, that's a little bit more of our mindset. And, uh, you know, we have Auburn next week when we come in here. We come back from Virginia Tech and we have Auburn. And then a couple weeks after that we have Florida. So we got ourselves some benchmark challenges of top ten programs, but – Truly, it's about us and, and what we need to do every time we get in the box in the circle on the field. I want to let everybody know that game against Colgate will be tomorrow night, 6 o'clock. Um, it will also be on ESPN3. Uh, the game against Troy will be Wednesday the 18th, uh, again at 6 o'clock 
And then, Coach, after that, we mentioned that you're headed up to Blacksburg, Virginia, to face off against Virginia Tech. Um, the two games Saturday starting at noon, and then the game um, scheduled effectively for uh, 2 p.m. on Saturday as well will both be on ESPN3. The following game, the closeout game on Sunday, will not. Coach, let's talk about this Virginia Tech team. They're, they're on an eight-game win streak right now. They'll play Radford Wednesday, so they should be on a nine-game win streak coming into this one. They've dropped two to UNC, six to one, and nine to five. Their first game of that series, of course, was canceled. They played a very, very strong James Madison team and a very strong pitcher, Jalen Ford, who was just the uh, UCF Spring Bank Tournament MVP. Um, you know, they had to take that one all the way into eight to get it. Talk a little bit about what you expect to see out of this Virginia Tech ball club. Yeah. Um, scrappy. I know that I always talk about scrappy, but every time we go to Blacksburg, uh, there's there's a Virginia Tech way to play softball. And, um, you know, they've got a beautiful facility and great fan support and a little bit of a wind tunnel. You know, when, when you hit the ball, it travels pretty well up there in Blacksburg. And so, um, you know, the long ball is a big part of, of the game up there. Um, you know, sometimes they're a little unorthodox in some of the things that they do and some of their fundamental swings and, you know, kind of how they attack some things. And so, you know, you just kind of throw the, the scrappiness out of there. But um, very passionate team, play the game hard. And, uh, you know, I'm just going to kind of go back to what I just said. We've, we've just really got to figure um, our consistency out and uh, how we need to, to come in and attack Maggie, Tyler, and, and some of the other um, pitchers they have in that squad that are putting up some good numbers right now. But, um I think this is a really good time for us to be playing them. I've always enjoyed playing in Blacksburg. It's just been a personal challenge up there. We've always had some troubles um, trying to squeak out some wins up there. And, uh, you know, you love when the fans are really a big part of that and really getting into it. And they, they've got a great group up there that, that really get after their their hokey nation, I guess. <laughs> want to want to take a quick minute remind everybody who's coming up this week on PCR. It's going to be a great week. Wednesday, this Wednesday, 11 a.m. Eastern time, Nebraska head coach Rhonda Ravel will be here to join me live. And then this Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern time, Iowa Hawkeyes head coach Marla Looper will make her first appearance here on TCRS to not only preview the Hawkeyes home opener, but to also preview their first ACC game against Maryland. Um, So, Coach, let's go look a little bit more at this Virginia Tech uh, series here. Just this week, uh, you know, for maybe pick out a couple players that you're really looking at that need to improve on certain areas this week. But who are some of those players that you think really need to focus on, you know, maybe hitting, um, you know, maybe defense coming in to this game against Virginia Tech in this series? Uh, well, you know, I, I think for us, um, you know, we've we've had – a lot of walks. We've drawn a lot of walks in the in the upper part of the the lineup, and you know the bottom part's got to come through for us a little more. Um, you know, I don't. It's just it's kind of tough to say. Uh, you know, Maddie O'Brien. Of course, people are gonna watch out for her, and she's been getting a lot of walks and big chances, and getting some swings off. I think Alex Powers is getting a lot of walks too, and you know, so I think the the two of them are just got to stay comfortable and confident. And, you know, their ability that the the rest of the lineup's gonna start putting to test just some some good situational hitting that that's probably something that we really really harp on is just having quality at bats and situational hitting and um you know jessica warren she's been leading us off she's, she's been outstanding and we can we 
continue to to love to watch her have that bath and maybe some consistency in, in her approach from a Saturday to a Sunday and working from there. But, um, you know, I like our lineup. Uh, you know, I mean, you get no hit and everyone's like, oh, how does that happen? But that's part of the game, you know. It just maybe gets our kids a little bit more in tune to what they need to do, you know, be the best you can do. So, you know, we got two short gamers that are getting pretty crafty at the bottom part of the lineup. Uh, that we expect to to get a little bit out of this weekend and and put the defense of uh, Virginia Tech, uh, you know, in positions uh, to to really defend what we have coming up offensively. But yeah, so you know, I'm pretty excited to to see you know how we bounce back from the Sunday you know no hitter and um, now with one hitter on Saturday and you know see the grittiness of a couple days and some games here to get up and get after Virginia Tech. So. When you're when you're talking to your team coach after after this last game, you know, knowing that you have a team that can compete against the best, what do you what do you tell them after after that last game going into this week? Yeah, well, you know, I think on Sunday and we we after a little high five and you know a good round of applause to our amazing band who was out here just getting after it, which was so fun. Uh, we brought him in the dugout and as a coaching staff, we just said, hey, you know you're going to have games like that. That's just part of the ups and downs of the season. And, you know, when balls are going to find holes and, you know, things are going to happen, but you got to be able to know that the wheels are starting to wobble. They just can't fall off the bus. You know, you got to bring it back together. And those are character things. And like I said, you, we have to go through those and be able to eye each other up and be like, oh, can you believe this is happening right now? Versus, oh, my gosh, you know, i got to hit a six-run home run to get us back in this ball game. And so – uh, I think that's a lesson that we learned. Uh, there was no give up with our team at all. They're just, they're trying so hard. And so sometimes, you know, you, you can't just, you, you can't continue to, to try harder and harder. You just got to let the process work itself out and have some fun with it. So what you're down by five or six runs, that doesn't mean that the game's over. It's pitch by pitch and at bat and at bat, you know, and, and really like feed off of that, feed off of a walk, feed off of a good 12, 13 pitch at bat. And, realize that that's the process to get us back into this ball game and so we're still young you know we're still going through some of the experiences but I would expect next time out that you're going to see a different team and just realizing how important pitch by pitch is and, and the process is and something that we harp a ton but just like you know moms and dads you say a lot to your kids but as soon as they start to go through the experience of it then they start to be like oh words of wisdom I see what you're talking about and um, you know had a, had a good meeting with our upperclassmen today um, just talking about that process, and uh, it's just it's all building, and that's what I expect to see. And just, you know, like I said, pretty excited about the opportunities ahead of us. But you know, Virginia Tech always brings that scrappiness, and uh, it'll be a good challenge, a really good character challenge for us. Well, Coach, let's kind of go around a little bit of the NCAA softball on the Division One level with you now. You know, I had a chance to go out this past week up to Kansas, just got back yesterday, had a chance to see, uh, you know, the Jayhawks in action and also Idaho State, Northern Colorado. You know, when you look at, you know, players like that and and specifically Kansas with Shannon Nadine, you know, and, and the lineup that they bring, kind of talk a little bit about, you know, that type of player coming in to conference time and, and really – the importance of having a player like that. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I think when you look at conference, uh, there's the, 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 the pre-conference schedule, conference schedule, and then postseason schedule. And conference is a different beast. Um, one, you know a lot about each other because you're playing each other every year. Where you're pre-conference, you might be playing different teams or going to different parts of the country to get different challenges. So 
you got the knowledge of the programs that are in you. So, you know, Kansas is going to know, Oklahoma is going to know, Texas, they're, they're going to know each other pretty good. So, um, you know, then on the other side of it, too, is you're playing usually a three-game series. And so you get to learn a lot about from a bat to a bat and from game to game. So there's a there's a different challenge when you get to conference schedules. And uh, people learn how to pitch you. People learn your tendencies as a program. People learn those things. And then they, you know, combat that. And, you know, that's just part of strategy. So you can have a really good pre-conference schedule, then you get into conference, and you've really got to change your mind a little bit about how to be the smarter players. And um, and then, you know, when you get to postseason, all the information's out there, so then everyone's really trying to gather information and, and put that to test, too. So, you know, I you know, a lot of freshmen come in, and, you know, you leave your freshman year, and you're going home over summer, and you're like, wow, that was pretty amazing, but how can I get better so I can be more consistent all season long? Some freshmen have outstanding campaigns all season long, and then, you know, the word's out on them, and then their sophomore year might be a little bit different, and they got to, you know, kind of combat that and work on some things. So it's exciting time for the coaching staffs, I know for sure, because that's what we live for. We live for the challenges and try to give all the information to our kids and our program to be better in those arenas. But, you know, the true competitor starts to see that, and then that really gets their mind going. You know, they really get excited about that and, and trying to be the better players. Coach, we actually just had a question tweeted into our inbox here. Um, it comes from, looks like, Nick down in Florida. He wants to know, would you ever be for Miami getting a softball program? Oh, for sure, Yeah. I think Miami would be outstanding. I think the only problem over the years down there is just the travel schedule that they have. But, you know, if you look at FIU and FAU and what they've done and my time coaching at Barry University down there and the athletes down there that we all recruit, you know, Miami would be an outstanding program um, to add to our conference for sure. It would just be a, a big challenge in the sense of the schedule that they would have to – the travel schedule they would have. But, yes. Uh, Coach, you look around um, the coaching ranks. This past week as well, a lot of coaches hitting a lot of milestones. One down there in Florida at South Florida, Ken Erickson picks up his 800 career win on uh, on this past Tuesday. Talk a little bit about what Coach Erickson just brings to not only softball, but softball in Florida. Yeah, I mean, Kenny's been around a long time. You know, I think it's outstanding when these coaches, you know, getting these benchmarks, but a lot of it is, you know, they've just been coaching for a long time, which, you know, sometimes <laughs> you're like, oh, you know, thanks for the, the free cake, but it just means I've been in the game, you know, a long, long time. And, you know, great for him, and I know Coach Gasto, and there's a few others that have just put some, some win marks up there that has just been awesome. But it's because their commitment to making softball better every season, every year, every athlete, uh, also their commitment to growing coaches to get involved in the game. So Coach Erickson was uh, assistant coach there at USF for many years, loved the Tampa area, committed to the Tampa area, and, uh, you know, got his chance to be the head coach and has just done outstanding things there. And so um, just one of those things that, uh, you know, just good people and, and an opportunity. And Coach Gass has done the same thing at Oklahoma. And year in and year out has very competitive programs. And kids leave those programs and they want to coach and they want to give back to the younger ones. And, you know, it's going to just keep circulating to make this game better and better and better. And, of course, I, I have to mention uh, Coach Nymeyer picked up her 1,200 uh, win. And, of course, you mentioned uh, Coach Coach Gasso. It's hard to believe that Coach Gasso is only at 1,000, though. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, you know, 
But there's a big difference, you know, and Coach Nymeyer started out coaching. You know, we could play 70, 72 games in the season, you know, and the SEC wasn't around either, you know. So, you know, when you look at how young our sport is coast to coast and then all of a sudden a lot of these rules that are going into place, even records, home run records, pitching records, you know. I mean, back in the day, even when Abbott was around, they were playing 70 games a season and, you know, they're out on the West Coast quite a bit, so they're not getting rained out, and, you know, there's no limitations. And nowadays you see, a, you know, a little more health issues in place. Pitchers aren't pitching as much. Um, the hitters game has come up. We're, we're limited to 56 game. We're limited to start dates. So there's, there's a lot of different varied things that go into that. But, you know, I mean, what Coach Neumeyer has done at Cal Berkeley and, and done, you know, with in the pack and just in that area, it's just it's awesome. You know, watching her grow that program has just been awesome. And you mentioned the home runs there, Coach. The home run tracker is now up to 86 for Chamberlain. But, Coach, you said something very interesting about how coaches also bring in younger coaches and and develop them. Mm -hmm. Looking back over your career, not only as a player, but also when you were, you know, just getting into coaching, what are some of the biggest things that you took as a player first from the coaches that you had that you think have really helped you develop into the coach that you are? And then as a young coach, what were some of the things that, what was maybe the biggest thing that you took from the coaches that you had worked for that have made you into Mm -hmm. the coach that you are today? Yeah. Um, Well, you know, I think when I was at Oklahoma, um, Jim Badia was uh, an interim coach when I was there. uh, (laughs) I I just laughed because I was just with Auburn and I heard some great stories. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't need to share on the radio. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> so, we won't. Um, we won't. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, unfortunately, Coach Thomas, who was a coach at the time, had an aneurysm. And so she was out. And, you know, and, and then I guess on the fortunate side, Jim stepped in. And, um, you know, he later went from Oklahoma to Tennessee to coach there and then uh, has been around the world doing amazing things with softball. And now with Clint over at Auburn doing great things for Auburn program. But, Jim had a work ethic second to none. Um, he, he was, you know, always about the little things and details from recruiting to trying to be, you know, a little bit different on the ball field and, and really trying to bring in some of the baseball-minded stuff. And um, so, you know, I, I was around that as an athlete and um, also very community-oriented. So we did a lot of community stuff, and which is a big foundation of who I am today, which comes from my family but also was a good fit for me at Oklahoma when I played there and, and how Jim went about his stuff. Um, I think something else that was awesome when I was a player is I played two sports. I played volleyball also, and I, there was such worth in being a multi-sport athlete and learning so many different things about um, maybe being great at one and being more of a, just a, a specialist at the other. I wasn't, you know, an all-around amazing volleyball player, but I could defend a little bit, you know. So um, just being a part of two different things. Then going on and getting the opportunity to coach, you know, Lisa Novice, who's an associate head coach at South Carolina, um, was my start when I went down to Barry University and. You know, again, amazing work ethic, but uh, passion for the game and passion for her kids. And, you know, I think that, you know, every time I see Lisa, you know, she's just, she's like a sister to me and she's just been outstanding. But, you know, she told me, you know, taught me a lot about, you know, just caring and loving your kids no matter what and having great passion for the game and trying to give everything you have to them. And so it's something I try to emulate all the time with the two of them and work ethic and just being consistent and and just making sure that, you know, your kids know, regardless of how they do, that you're going to love them as a coach, no matter what, because they're going out and giving their all. So I think that's been two of them that have been really huge for, for me and and my development and where I'm at now. 
Coach, thanks for joining us today. I want to remind everybody that tomorrow's night or tomorrow night's game, excuse me, is at 6 p.m. will be on ESPN3. The Seminoles will play Troy on Wednesday at home at 6 p.m. and then head up to Virginia Tech. Both games on Saturday starting at noon will be on ESPN3. The closeout game for the series will be Sunday at 1 p.m. Thank, Coach, thanks for joining us today. We'll look forward to talking yeah. to you next week to recap the series against Virginia Tech. Thank you very much. Uh, enjoy, and we'll talk to you soon. This has been TCRS, the Coach Roadshow. Don't forget 11 a.m. Rhonda Ravel joins me Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern Time. Iowa Hawkeyes head coach Marla Looper will be here. For Coach Alameda, this has been the Coach Jared Rogel. Don't forget to follow Coach Alameda on Twitter, Coach underscore Alameda. You can follow Blake and Abby on Twitter at Coach Rogel. Show. That's Coach R-O-G-E-S Show. You can follow me at Coach Rogel, and that's Coach R-O-G-O-L. Until next time, later times. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.